so many times, I mean, I can go through Instagram and be like, okay, what is that person even trying to do? You can tell that it's just fake and that they're promising the world when we realize that there's no one product that's going to solve all your problems. So being authentic and honest about it, not only will it help you sell more, but it's going to build trust with your audience. And this is all about trust. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. This episode is going to be all about affiliate marketing. So there is no better place to start than explaining to you what affiliate marketing is in case you don't know yet. So affiliate marketing is a way for a person or a company to make money through another company by making that company sales. So you are usually paid on a percent basis or a certain dollar amount is agreed upon before you start marketing for that company. So for example, on my personal account, I affiliate for Bloody Buddy Cup, which is a period cup, and I get paid $5 per sale I make for their company. There's some huge affiliate marketing programs out there that you guys also might have heard of. Two that are probably very familiar to you is LTK, which is a affiliate marketing platform that a lot of fashion or home decor influencers use. So if they are able to link from somewhere like Athleta or Abercrombie or Loft or Target, they're probably using LTK. And then each business on that platform gets to decide how much they're going to pay each influencer. So for example, I think Abercrombie pays around 10%. So whatever you sell with your link, you get 10% of that back inside your door. Other companies have lower and some even have higher. I think Stanley brand has a 14% commission, which is one reason that you'll see a lot of people promoting their product is because they pay their influencers super well. So again, that app is called LTK and it's a place where you can link to things. Now it used to be kind of hard to get into. I remember the first time I applied, I was denied. And that was when I was like, trying harder with my outfits, I would say. So, but now I think they've opened it up a lot. I still think you have to go through a process of applying and getting accepted, but I think they have made it easier to get into. Another huge one is Amazon affiliate program. So it's pretty easy to get into that one. You apply, but then the thing is you have to make a few sales during the first month that you have your account active in order to stay inside of it. 
Yeah. And as an example, Pursuing Her Purpose signed up a year ago when we were getting started in business. We got approved right away and then we got denied. So we got approved. We did a month of not really selling. I mean, we were approved and then we didn't share links at all. Yeah. And so not enough sales came in. So right away, Amazon was like, you know what? You're not on the sales team anymore. It sent us a really nice email. But the best thing is, is that we just went right back at it. We reapplied. We were very diligent at that point about sharing our link with friends, with family. We shared it more on our Instagram channel, more in our Instagram stories. And that first month, we made $23 in sales. So not quit your job kind of money, but it's a start, right? It's a start. And any dollars in the door, especially when you're starting off with business, are dollars well spent. And I do want to give just like kind of like a back and forth on what a sponsor is versus what an affiliate is. Because I think in this industry, we hear both of those terms quite a bit. And I thought, I mean, when I first started an online business, I thought they were the same. But a sponsor is generally a one-time payment to carry out a specific action. So for instance, on most podcasts that's going to be a sponsor agreement. You're getting Mm -hmm. a certain dollar amount to do an ad. The thing with that is that there's a lot of contract work up front. It's very specific. Mm -hmm. So they tell you exactly what you need to give them for a certain amount of money. And sometimes they even give you things that you absolutely need to say during the ad. That happens on Instagram too. Sponsored content on Instagram. The thing about it is that there's a lot more specifics in what you're going to say because the brand wants it to be on brand for them. Mm -hmm. When they're spending money up front. So they don't know how well you're going to do. So they're spending money up front in hopes that their salespeople follow through. But sometimes you'll have to send it ahead of time. They have to approve it. They'll make some tweaks with all of our podcast episodes. They are checking it afterwards to make sure it Mm -hmm. says the right things, that it has the right information and is the right length. But affiliate marketing just gives you more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Overall, it gives you more flexibility. Generally speaking, you can share as little or as much as you like. You can use a message that works well with your audience, a message that you know is going to hit home for them instead of saying, you know, the very specific things that a sponsor would say. And yeah, it just, it's a great for businesses just starting out. I love that you can make it your own. You can promote the product how you want to. Like there's just a lot more freedom and that feels really good. I also, you know, I do have a little competitive streak in me. I like to perform. So it's really fun for me to do these affiliate partnerships and then see how I perform. And performance is money in your door. So you can literally in front of your eyes, see how much you've made for the company, how much comes back home for you. And like Abby said in the beginning, it really can start from near day one. So like the reason we wanted to have an episode on this, we know we're talking to a lot of beginners and we know that affiliate marketing is probably going to be available to you much sooner than sponsorship marketing is. And Abby's going to go ahead and talk about some of the numbers that most podcasts have to hit before they get their first sponsor. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this stuff before we started our own podcast. So generally speaking, until you hit around that 500 to 1,000 downloads per episode mark, you won't have sponsored content. Yes, there are some brands out there that will sponsor with you. Maybe you have a friend who owns a company that would sponsor with you. But generally speaking, you need at least 500 to 1,000 to even start with sponsorships. And then typical sponsor rates in the industry are between $25 and $50 per 1,000 downloads. So let's say you have a podcast that has a thousand downloads a week, which is a lot of downloads. That's a great podcast. You're only going to be making between $25 and $50 for an ad. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of red tape that you have to go through in order to get that $25 mark. So could you make that on one or two affiliate sales instead and not have to go through everything and have an audience that is half the size? Yes. And that's what makes affiliate marketing right from the start such a great passive income source mm-hmm. or even just an income source at all. It won't feel very passive at the beginning because you'll be working with your audience and making sure to figure out what works well for them, what works well for you. But eventually it will start to get more passive. Yeah. And what we like to teach at Pursuing Her Purpose is that healthy businesses have several different revenue streams coming in their door. So that's where affiliate marketing really might make sense is like, is there another stream that could come inside of your business so that you just have more diversity, which is always great when you're talking about revenue streams. So we want to talk about how we have found to be the most effective ways to be affiliates. Abby and I also have a huge part in the Expecting an Empowered Affiliate Program. So like the ins and outs, we've seen how it works. We've seen how it doesn't work. Like We want to just like spill the tea on everything that we see to make sure that if you guys do decide to be affiliates, you're going to do it successfully. So the first thing that I am going to lead off with, and you guys know this is a passion of mine, is you're really going to want to know who you are as a brand, as a business. So we probably have some people listening. They are their business. Like my personal account, Ames Kiefer, like I am the brand pursuing her purpose. That's a brand. So you're going to want to make sure that the affiliates that you're picking for your brand absolutely make sense with the messaging that you're providing. So for example, when I'm doing Bloody Buddy Cup on Ames Kiefer, that totally makes sense. I've always been comfortable talking about periods, talking about pelvic floors, talking about sex. Like That's my thing. I love to be positive in that space. Would Bloody Buddy Cup make sense for pursuing her purpose? No, we've never talked about periods. We've never talked like that. So like you just have to think, even if I like this personally, does it make sense for my business? Because what I see happen a lot is someone will be an affiliate for so many different things. And I think it's really hard to do that effectively because then your customer or your follower or your listener always feels like you're selling something versus we really like to be known for a few things. So each of my businesses and myself, I have a few things that I'll go harder on. And I'd rather be known for those things than have 25 things that I mention once a year. Yeah. It just gets confusing for your audience because they don't know, are you supposed to buy you know this piece that she's sharing about only during the holidays? Or is this something that she Amy actually uses all year round? Yeah. So all the things that we talk about, we use them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We use them all year round. And we're also sharing them all year round. That's also a key here is that when you share... If it's not a sale, for instance, I know for Buddy Buddy, for instance, that's when you generally rake in the dollars because it's so low. It's such an easy yes for the client and for our followers, but you've already been sharing it so often. That's like, oh, wait, hold on. I've already wanted to buy this. I've been thinking about buying this and now it's on sale. So know too that sometimes affiliate marketing can feel like a slow burn and then the company might have a sale or it might just like hit right for your audience at that time. And that's when some dollars can really start to come in. Yeah. And another thing that Abby had mentioned when we were talking about this episode is the idea of you probably want to pick 
one or two things per category. So say you're a person that uses several different types of skincare. I think there's space for like one or two, but I don't think there's space for five. I think if you're promoting five different companies, it just gets really confusing for your audience to be like, okay, what do you actually use? Do you use one thing from every company? Do you use some things during the season? Like I think as a consumer myself, it gets really hard. And that's where sometimes you'll have a woman and she'll promote one face care product line really hard And then the next month she's doing a different one and you're like, wait, I'm so confused. Like, do you love that? Or do you love that? And I think a lot of people always want that comparison. Like, well, which one do you like better? And so I think you're really going to have to figure out which companies you really want to ride with. And I think part of that too is make sure that that brand feels in alignment with your brand. So make sure that, so that you can really stand behind that brand. Yes. And that's going to mean not saying yes to everything and making sure that your offers aren't competing against your other offers or anything that you might be offering in the future too. And you don't have to think so far into the future that you're going to make yourself go crazy, but do be just a little bit conscientious of that because otherwise people are going to be listening back and be like, wait, hold on a minute. I thought you were doing this offer when you're coming out with this one instead. And then one of the things that we believe in is always looking at how things are performing. So remember, I always say like, you can't share one time and call it an experiment because that is not a good experiment. But have you shared something five times and you can just see, okay, my audience really doesn't respond to this offer. Is my messaging off? Is this like, maybe people aren't as interested in this thing as I am. Whatever it is, you'll have to make those decisions. I'm friends with a ton of influencers. And this is one of the common threads is like, look at how your stuff is performing. So say you've chosen five brands you're going to affiliate for. Look at how things are performing. Make sure that you're still loving that product or service yourself still. And go from there. Like you might have to edit down and be like, okay, my audience really seems like they don't love a home meal delivery service, but I can tell that they would really like a grocery delivery service. So you're going to get to know your audience, see what's working, see what's not. Every year at bare minimum, I would go through affiliates and edit them out. Which ones are not working? Which ones do you not use that much anymore? Figure out what direction your brand is going in and make sure that your affiliate marketing is going in that same direction. Okay. So let's get tangible here. Let's say you've chosen the five brands that you want to affiliate for. You know that they are in line with what you know and love. They're in line with your brand voice. They're in line with what your community wants. What do you do next? Well, every time you share, make sure that you're using the proper hashtag. So you'll notice that we use the hashtag affiliate. Not only is this for trust because you're telling your community, hey, I'm making money on this one, but it's also illegal not to. Yeah. So that is very important to always have affiliate or affiliate marketing, just making sure that on all sides of it, you're letting your audience know exactly what is going on with that share. Yeah. It's got to be clear and Mm -hmm. explicit. So you have to have it. Like I remember when influencers were doing the really little in the same color that the slide was and you could barely see it. It's like, 
why did that become a thing? If you're going to sell something, you should absolutely stand behind it to be able to say, I'm an affiliate for this brand. And like Abby said, it's literally the law. There's big celebrities that are getting sued mm-hmm. right now because they don't make it explicit that they're making money off of something. And I feel like that's going to start getting cracked down on. So if you're a beginner or if you haven't done it in the past, just get your ducks in a row. Start right now. Do it now. It's not going to dip your sales. I can tell you that personally. People that do it explicitly are thriving. Yes. And then along with that, make sure you're giving an honest and authentic review every time. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to pretend that it's doing things that it's not. And you guys know this, but so many times, I mean, I can go through Instagram and be like, okay, what is that person even trying to do? You can tell that it's just fake and that they're promising the world when we realize that there's no one product that's going to solve all your problems. So being authentic and honest about it, not only will it help you sell more, but it's going to build trust with your audience. And this is all about trust because even if at the beginning, you're not bringing in a ton of money. Every time someone does buy something and they're like, whoa, can't believe that you shared that with me. That was a life-changing type of a deal. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. You're growing another client. And that person is more likely to buy from you in the future again. Yeah. And that's why I like affiliate marketing is like we said in the beginning, you can make it your own. So I'm sure that Bloody Buddies other affiliates don't do what I do. And that's great because I've got to do what I know my audience responds to and what's in alignment to me. Like what does the bloody buddy experience mean to me? How has it impacted my life? I can easily speak to that. So that's why I love it. I love to do my own thing and like just share what works. So we are going to go into a few of the don'ts. We've already covered some of them, but I think it's just really good to wrap this in a nice bow for you guys. So our first don't would be don't say yes to everything, especially when you are new. I think the first couple people that reach out to you, you're just so excited that someone noticed what you're doing. You're so excited that you feel like you've kind of made it. But the offers will keep coming in. So you really have to be selective. You want to make sure that the things you're recommending are things that you would absolutely buy with your own hard-earned money. That's my bar. I am not going to share something that I don't love, believe in. I have to feel it. I have to see it. I have to make sure it's really good quality. Because if it's not, then the person I sold that to is not going to trust me. And then also not saying yes to too many things in the same category. So for instance, if you're selling multiple skincare products, that's going to get confusing because they're going to start to compete against your other offers. So making sure to not confuse your audience is going to be key to not only have that first sale, but then to continue having sales as well. The reason that I don't do a ton, I barely do any sponsorships at all. As we talked about in the beginning, like I just don't like those. It's too buttoned up for me. I like more freedom. But then number two, the reason I don't do a ton of affiliate marketing is because I have my own offers. I want to be able to share when pursuing her purpose is launching, when herself is doing something cool, when expecting an empowered has a sale. Because I have my own businesses and my own offers, I don't want to oversaturate my viewer. I want to really focus on giving them so much value that they keep coming back to my story. And then when I do have something to sell from one of my own businesses, I want that to be able to take the spotlight. So I think it's important for all of 
you to, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, but if you make a content calendar and you have a plan for where your brand is going that year, when we launch Purposeful Podcast coming up here, we're not going to also be going really hard for an affiliate at that time because it just wouldn't make sense for our brand. And that's also a big reason why we don't have sponsors on Pursuing Her Purpose because we do have our own offers and we're mm-hmm. able to share our own offers authentically. You know, it's not bogging people down with, wait, are we supposed to buy this and then this and then this? So that's another thing to keep in mind too, is that your offers on your podcast, on your email list, on your link tree that might be in your Instagram bio, in your stories, like these are all places that you can share your affiliate links and can continue bringing money in. One thing though on this don't category is that if you have, 50 affiliates and we're saying mm-hmm. don't have 50 affiliates but if you're a person that's like but I love so many things and you're trying to save them all as highlights or on your link tree in your Instagram bio that's a big don't yeah because if they have to scroll down to get to the one that they really want you're losing a sale right there make it as easy as possible by having just maybe your top 5 on your link tree and only the ones that you share about so often that they actually belong in a highlight One thing when you're doing this type of content is that you want to make sure that you're really getting to the point. So Instagram has become a lot of ads. And I'm not talking about just the ones from companies. I'm saying our favorite influencers, their job is to sell to us. We have no problem with that. But what you want to make sure is that you're not being too long-winded when you're talking about something because people just tend to lose interest. When we were at our influencer day on Pewaukee Lake with our friend who has been on the podcast every day, Best Buy, we were having a really interesting conversation amongst the group because everyone's followers has different preferences. So Maggie said when she is doing a try on and she's showing clothes, her followers actually don't love when she does a video for each piece. Like if she's explaining each piece, she's talking about it, she's touching it, she's showing it. Her audience actually prefers a still image and then a nice description about it. I'm imagining they're busy women. They have their own eyes. They see it. They can read. That's their preferred way of shopping. Whereas I think every day M&K said their audience is used to long stories. They like them to describe it. They like to show it. So you're going to figure out what your audience likes and then keep doing more of that. So you're going to see, does my audience want me to try every piece on and describe it? Or do they want a still image? Or do they want, you know, loverly Gray's thing is she shows you multiple ways to style one item. And that's one reason Abby and I really like her is because we are like, oh, her style so aspirational, but she shows you multiple ways to style it, which in my mind makes women much more likely to buy it because you're showing them, okay, you could wear this to be a soccer mom, but you could also wear this to happy hour. Yes, more versatile. So yes. You're buying less things and can wear it to more places. So to give some examples of the brands that Pursuing Her Purpose affiliates for, I mean, we use Flowdesk every single day. That's our email marketing system. We know it. We love it. We it's use the it. Best. It's It's so beautiful. Good. It gives... You can design much mm-hmm. more. It's way less expensive than other email softwares. Like It is just... 10 out of 10. And what's nice is that Amy has the design eye. So she can go in there and create 
the stuff and make it so beautiful. I don't have a design eye, and the stuff that I can create in there is still pretty darn good. So if you're somebody, <laughs> beep, 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 design work. So if you're somebody who does not have the skill right off the bat, like Amy, and you don't want to hire a graphic designer, Flowdesk has a lot of templates that you can use to make your emails look beautiful right from the start. We also use Canva every single day. I mean, I mean Canva is my favorite. Canva is my favorite thing. So it's funny because we didn't plan this part of the episode, but you can hear how easy it is to talk about the companies that we affiliate for. I use Canva every day. I freaking love it. It's easy to use. You can make beautiful designs. We use it for slide decks, as the kids say. We use it for Instagram backgrounds. We do so much with it. So you really want to pick brands like you can hear us. We're very passionate about how easy and awesome these two brands are to use. Abby's got more on the list, but like you should have that passion about anything you affiliate for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether- it should be easy to talk about. Yes. And you have to have a reason that like this is the one that I chose for this reason. And mm-hmm. these ones are just so obvious of yes, yes, yes. I mean, Buzzsprout, we use that one for podcasting. All of our podcast students, you know how easy it is to use use Buzzsprout, Planoly. I mean, that makes social media so easy. So if you're a person who likes to plan things out and you have times where you can batch content, but you don't want to be the person who's always having to be on there posting something at 8 p.m. every single night, Planoly can make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. So I mean, all of the things that we affiliate for are things that are making our lives easier, making our business run more smoothly. And eventually, you guys, it's something that you can hand off to a VA or just somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's what's nice about a lot of these systems too, is that you can put the systems into place now so that when your business grows, somebody else is the one who's in charge of them. Yeah. And when we're bringing this up and we're going back and we're thinking about, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, like Amazon or LTK, one of the big recommendations that I have for platforms like that, because like we said, LTK, you can literally link to almost anything. So you can link to so many different stores, big stores, medium stores, like it's just crazy. But what I want to say on that is like, just because you can doesn't necessarily mean you should. So I've picked about five stores that I actually shop at. I actually love. I wear myself. And those are the stores that I buy from and I share with my audience versus other people share so many different stories. And I think that's the same thing. Like, I think it gets really confusing for your customer. Like, wait, Abby, do you like the denim from Madewell or Target? Or it's not wrong to give different price points. Like, don't take me out of context. But I do think that no one shops at 30 stores. So like, you need to figure out what are my values when it comes to clothes? Because as funny as that sounds, it's different for everyone. Like some people really care about the fit. Some people really care that the company is paying their workers a living wage. Some people care that the brand is doing well when it comes to recycling. Some people care about price point. Like we're not here to morally judge what the things are that you care about, but you should know what you care about and then pick brands that you know why you chose them, you know why you're sharing them and everything makes sense to your follower. Like we can't get that through to you enough. It has to make sense to your follower. Another example is Amazon Prime Days is coming up again. Like I guess there's another one. It's their holiday days, something. So for me, I'm not like a stuff person. I don't love like everything 
under the sun from Amazon. Like I'm not the person that's just mindlessly ordering things. But do my kids love Hot Wheels toys? And do I think I could really corner the market and like, okay, I've got three boys that are ages three through six. I know what they play with every day and I know what they haven't touched in a year. So on that day, will I share a few toys that really make sense? And I know it's such a great recommendation. Yes. But I wouldn't all of a sudden be recommending a four-year-old girl toy because I have no literally zero clue what anyone that has a girl is playing with. You know what I mean? So like, and maybe you do because you see your niece and that's great, but like, just make sure that things are really making sense for your brand. And it's not like out of context for your follower. Here's what I'm going to say is I think the challenge to affiliate marketing when it comes to LTK, Amazon companies like that, it's really hard to keep up with. It's like, you'll order something and then like I'm not a fashion influencer. I just shop for my own personal wear. And then by the time I get it, it's like sold out and then I can't link it. And it's like, that is frustrating. A lot of my favorite influencers, when I said I was going to start linking a little bit more clothing, they said, you know, get on the email list, like get on Madewell's email list. So you'll know when their sale is coming, like you'll be able to get your links ready. So like, that's a really good tip. Obviously, Amazon tells everyone when their stuff is coming, like this does take planning. Like I think when people think of influencing, they think it's so easy. It's not. It takes planning. The women or men that are doing it well pre-plan. They have great graphics. They stay within their brand. They know what they're doing. They have a system. Like they're rocking it. So like if you're going to do it in the sense of one of those bigger platforms, you're going to have to get ready and execute. What Abby and I talked about before we started this is what I love is that a lot of smaller brands are doing affiliate marketing because like we said, like the smaller brands might not have the money to pay one of these big influencers $5,000 for a couple stories. Like those are actual prices that I've seen, but they do have the money to pay you per sale you make. So like the amount of money you make is up to you because we're giving you a discount code, you know, and we're supporting you. So I love that. That's a little bit lower maintenance, in my opinion. When you're affiliating for a smaller brand, their only job is to let you know if they have a sale coming up and all the details of that. Other than that, that gets into a system where you can really share it whenever you want to share it. They might have a bare minimum sale that you have to make per month or per quarter to stay in their program, but that could be a good place to start. A lot of the things we mentioned for pursuing her purpose, you know, Flowdesk, Canva, Buzzsprout, they don't have that like you have to share or like we don't have to keep up with their every sale or what they're doing. Like that's one way to increase your sales is to definitely know if they do have sales, but it's not like clothing where it's changing so fast. Every season's different. Here's the new booty of the year, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just not as high maintenance. So to kind of put a bow on this episode is affiliate marketing can be a really great way to bring more revenue into your business. Abby and I prefer it over sponsorship marketing. 
for the reasons we've laid out. It gives you a lot more freedom. We both love to achieve. We love to see those numbers rolling in. We love to try different things and say, oh, you know, that really worked when I did X, Y, and Z. I can tell that my followers actually don't prefer a full try-on, you know, whatever it is. So it's kind of fun because you're always experimenting and you have so much freedom. I think the people that do it well, they pick things that really make sense with their brand and they share them often. I don't know how many times on this podcast we can come back to consistency that's the key to like everything in life. So it's like drink your water, you know, every day. Like that's just like consistency is the key to life. So this is no different. Affiliate marketing is not just going to magically work for you. You need to be sharing. You need to be sharing fairly regularly. You need to stay on top of it. But what we do love is the freedom and the income that does come with it. So the affiliates that we mentioned are going to be in our show notes so that you guys can kind of see how we do things. And then if you have any affiliate marketing questions, Abby and I are going to be in our DMs at Pursuing Her Purpose all week available to answer or help you support if you're applying for your first affiliate programs. We know that can feel overwhelming, but if you have any questions at all, we're going to be so happy to answer them in our DMs. So we will see you over at Instagram at Pursuing Her Purpose. <laughs>